and welcome back to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. I just have a quick little episode for you guys today. It's a Monday morning and I'm recording this on a Friday night. So hopefully my Monday is going better than this week has. And I'm just, I'm manifesting that next week is better than this week because I don't know, this week has been so rough. Like last weekend was so great. I had such an amazing weekend, such a great Sunday, such a fun way to like start off the week. Um, I like went to a flea market last Sunday and like had just like a Sunday fun day adventure day with the guy that I'm now dating. That's my big life update <laughs> is um, the guy that I went on the disco bar date with like back in January. Um, we're like officially dating now. So that's quite exciting. I also like did not see myself getting into another relationship like anytime soon. Um I mean, I, that's not to say like, I'm not moved on from my, my last relationship, but I just like, didn't expect this at all, but, um, I'm quite happy. And I think that's all I could really hope for in life. So yeah, that's my little update there. But yeah, last Sunday was so fun and Monday was so great. It was so warm in Columbus and I sat outside all day. I got a sick ass sunburn Um, so that was kind of rough. And I feel like maybe the sunburn is like where my week kind of went downhill when like nothing terrible happened. I, it's just been after Monday, it's been so gloomy and rainy and I swear the sun has not come out for like four days and it's really getting to me. I don't know what it is. Like right now, as I'm recording this, it's downpouring outside and the sky is like gray. And while I love a cozy rainy day, it's just not great when you also have to work through it because you can't just like chill and relax. And I don't know, I've just been kind of feeling like no matter what I do, no matter how much effort I put into something, um, how much time I spend on something, how above and beyond I go with work, relationships, life, etc. It's just like never enough. Um, I feel like everyone has just been like really pulling at my energy lately and really like pulling at me and it's truly getting to me now. I kind of feel like I'm on the verge of a burnout, which is really frustrating because I do a lot to make sure I don't get to this point. But, you know, you can't always control factors that are outside of your control. And especially one of those being the other people in your life and how they are, what their energy is, how they're acting, things like that. And there's just been a lot going on. Um, So yeah, I feel very exhausted. This week has been exhausting. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I've been doing all my self-care practices. I've been doing all my routines. If you saw on Instagram, I started a five-week training course for like a 5K to run a 5K. I've talked a bit about all like my journey with working out and stuff in my newsletter, which you can sign up for in the show notes. I am actually thinking um, of moving my newsletter to Substack. Actually, the one that went out yesterday probably was on Substack because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm probably going to switch it over this weekend. But if it's not, um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking and I probably already did move it to Substack. I just kind of feel like it would be cool to have one place where you can go and like reference back to anything. And I want to transition them to a little bit more 
writing and reflection based was still like all my favorites and things like that. But just kind of pivoted a little bit to have more space to write and put thoughts down and things like that. So yeah, but in my newsletter, I've talked about how I've really gotten back into working out and specifically into running. I have had always like a weird relationship with working out. Um, I've never had like an eating disorder or anything like that, but I certainly maybe didn't view working out in the most positive light. I was a dancer for 15 years. Um, I did like every form of dance, but I loved point ballet. That was like my main thing. And throughout all of that, like obviously you're moving so much and you're working your body so much during the week that like that was my form of like working out, going to the gym, like things like that was dancing. And by the end of all that, I was so burnt out from it. I like quit in the middle of a year because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And then after that, I was just like, I, I don't want anything to do with going to the gym. I don't want anything to do with like forced physical activity and things like that. So I just kind of like shied away from it. And that was my, I don't even know, some point in high school, I think. And then I went to college and I started going to the gym probably like, I don't know, midway through freshman year. And of course, freshman year is like a very stressful time. There's a lot going on socially, academically, things like that. And I really went like balls to the wall with it and went really hard because it was a stress reliever. And I still do see fitness and movement as a stress reliever, but I think I was putting a little too much weight on that and was working my body really, really hard and, you know, maybe not feeling it as much as I should have been for the activity level that I was doing. And then COVID happened and obviously gyms shut down. I was back home, so I didn't have access to my college gym, things like that. And I just kind of stopped going. And then this past summer, I kind of like was like, well, maybe I should like really start doing something again. And I had gotten my dog the winter before. And like, of course, I was walking her and things like that. And I was just loving the time outside, the movement, things like that. And I was like, you know, I really, I want to do more. I want to push my body more. But then life just kind of got in the way in the fall. And fall was like a really stressful, anxiety-filled time. Um, There was a lot going on. And then anyway, long story short, and I basically told you the whole story, but um, this past January, I was like, you know what? As cliche as it is, new year, new me, I was feeling so much better because at that point, I think it had been like four or five months I had been off birth control. My period had naturally come back. My health was in like a really good place that I felt like I was able to do daily physical activity that was like um, much harder than just simply going for a walk. And while going for a walk is still great and still an amazing option for daily movement, I was just like craving more. And I really wanted to get my body toned and back into shape. And not that I was working out to change my body, like, you know, not to lose weight, I guess is what I'm saying. Because I don't think working out or movement should ever be viewed as a way to change your body, just like on its own. I mean, I think it's great that people can lose weight from it if they need to, but I was not in a place where I needed to, nor did I want to. And anyway, so I started going back to the gym and I've been running pretty much three to four times a week every day since, uh, or every week, uh, 
since um, since January and it's been so great it's such a good way to like kind of force myself to get up early in the morning and move my body and I just find that it really clears my head and makes me feel so much better so that's been really great and this past week on Monday I saw on the Equinox app which I absolutely love I get it through work um that they're doing they might have already started maybe like a week or two ago, but I had just seen it today, uh, this past Monday, but they're doing a 5k training program. So it's like to get you prepped for a 5k in five weeks. And while I don't know if I will actually be signing up and running a 5k, I think it's been really fun so far to like push myself and kind of push the limits as to what I can do and what my body can take. And it obviously in a safe realm, but you know, really go for it. So yeah, I've been doing that. And I don't know if maybe just like kind of being tired from that and things like that is why this week has been harder than usual. But I really haven't um, been doing like anything crazy. So I don't know, this week has just been really weird. I think also all the news with Roe v. Wade, most likely being overturned is extremely upsetting. I mean, as a huge pro-choice proponent, hearing that information was like gut-wrenching. Um, I have shared stuff on Instagram about it. I really had like no words about it all. And I know that's like not a good response as somebody who should be speaking out about it and should be giving correct information and using my voice and things like that. I just literally didn't know what to say. And I think it's so frustrating that every time things like this happen and with abortion and all the crazy abortion laws that are happening and all the restrictions that are out there. It's like every single time it happens, I feel like women, um, especially minority women, which I'm not, but just to push the point further, I feel like women are just always expected to educate everyone else on why pro-choice is the correct way. I don't know the right wording for that, but like why pro-choice is so important for women's health. And it just gets really tiring and really exhausting after a while to constantly have to be the one that people look to for that information. Like not just me in particular, but women in general and people who have uteruses in general. And so, yeah, I don't know. This time around, I was just like, I literally don't even know what to say. I have no words, like anything. I almost feel like at this point, like kind of hopeless with it all. I'm like, what am I going to say that's going to change people's minds? Like if people can look at this whole situation and still not give a fuck about women's and not just women, but people with uteruses, their health, and they just don't care. It's like, what am I possibly going to say that's going to make anyone care? And, you know, I know that's not a great mindset to look at all of it with, but And like we do have power as individuals to make change in our communities and in the world in general, but sometimes it's just overwhelming. Um, I, I think especially when it comes to situations like this, that for whatever reason are so politically biased, there's like clearly two sides to this issue. And we as a country are very deadlocked on like things in general when it comes to our two-party system that you know I just feel like I don't have as much of a voice to really say anything and really do anything as opposed to you know this past 
Friday in the podcast episode, Kate and I talked about the importance of grassroots sustainability and like how with things like that, you have a lot more, a lot more of a voice and you can do a lot more in your local communities and like reach out to businesses and ask them to do more and, you know, things like that. But I feel like with an issue like abortion, like Roe v. Wade, at this point, when it's already to the Supreme Court and they've already made their decision, it's like, what are we going to do as individuals? And I know that's a really bad way to look at it. And, you know, it's probably also because I'm just feeling really down about it, but it's it kind of feels like hopeless at this point. And I just don't know how in 2022, we are taking so many steps backwards in our country in general and you know not to make this a whole like political episode because that's not what this is but I think this is a really important to talk topic to talk about because it does directly relate back to wellness and I just don't know how in this day and age we can be taking so many steps backwards and just be taking away so much of our bodily autonomy and our rights as people with uteruses and just all the things. And, you know, I think something when I always think about this whole discussion of abortion and the whole pro-life movement, it always just like blows my mind that people can call it pro-life because at the end of the day, they're not pro-life, they're pro-birth. All they care about is this child being born. And then basically after they're born, they don't care. And I remember this is something that my mom and I have talked about a lot because she worked for Head Start, which works with a lot of like homeless families or families that aren't in the best living situations and they need extra educational support. And I remember she would say to me, like, you know, not saying anybody should ever be forced to get an abortion. That's not what I'm saying with this, but I remember whenever we would talk about it, she'd be like, I don't understand how people can be pro-life when then they're not going to put money into programs like Head Start and the like putting funding into foster care programs and meal aid and food stamps and, you know, just providing basic needs for families that then can't support that child once it's born. And So yeah, it just comes down to these people just think that they, people who are pro-life, aka pro-birth, they just think that they have this power, this control, this major ego that they, for whatever reason, think they're important enough to make the decisions for millions of women or and millions of people with uteruses that they think they should decide for them. And it just blows my mind every single time. And there's nothing pro-life about denying people, one, sexual education, which that's something that is so lacking in all of our schools. And I remember even like the health program at my middle school and high school, I came out of it probably more confused than I went into it. Like I went into it knowing a decent amount of information, but I came out of it just being like, what the fuck? Like we didn't talk about anything important like everything that I've learned to do with sex and to do with sexual wellness and things like that I've learned on my own and I've learned like after I graduated high school I feel like like when you you know get more experience and things like that and you live more and you learn more and that's not the way it should be because so many things can be prevented and not just talking about pregnancies but just like health 
issues in general that come from sexual related things. And, you know, I don't know. There's nothing pro-life about denying sexual education and denying access to birth control. And I've talked about birth control a lot on this podcast. And while it is something that didn't work for me in particular, it is such an important right to have access to it because, you know, even though I stopped taking it and even though it stopped working for me, it was such an important thing to have access to. And I'm so glad I had access to it because it did protect me in many situations where, you know, things could have gone wrong. Like there could have been bad outcomes from the situations basically um, without diving too much into my personal life. But I think it's important to have access to those things. And, you know, if you're one, not educating people with uteruses about sex, about sexual wellness, you're making birth control harder to access. And then you're stripping them of the right to have an abortion if they need it in any case. That's the thing too. Like they're not just, it's not just a fucking heartbeat bill, which is bullshit. It's stripping it in all cases. So rape, incest, the mother may die. The child is most definitely going to die. Like anything like that. There's no way that somebody can have an abortion legally if this all truly does go through, which I mean, it seems like it's 99% sure it's going to go through. So stripping them of all these things, forcing them to then have this child, they're being basically forced to give birth against their will. And then once the child is born, you're stripping the child and the mother of healthcare and food assistance afterwards. Like it is so beyond fucked up that people think they have the right to do all of this to women and to people with uteruses and it just, you know, you're harming the child afterwards too, because the child is not getting the access that they need. They're having parents that can't afford them, aren't in the place to take care of a child, whether that's mentally, emotionally, um, financially, anything like that. Logistically, even just their living situations maybe aren't conducive to a child, anything like that. And then once a child's born, they're in these situations and then all these pro-life people, the pro-birth people basically put their hands up and are like, mm, not our problem anymore. And it's just like, when did we as a society become so like hands off and so like whatever about everyone else? Like, I don't know what the fuck happened to people that they just think like, I don't need to care about anyone else. I don't need to care about my neighbor. I don't need to do anything for anyone. I don't need to put any positive energy, positive light and love into the world. None of that. Because like, who gives a fuck about these people? They're the ones that got themselves in these situations. And like, that's such a poor way to view each other and to view our society. And it explains so much as to why so many people are so bitter and upset and why all these horrible, hateful laws get passed. Because people are just so upset in their own goddamn lives and they just reflect it back onto the people around them. And I don't know. I I don't even know what to say. I mean, I really, I've said a lot, but I don't know what else to say about all of Roe v. Wade. Because the thing is, even if you're taking away the legality of abortions, it's still going to happen. Abortions are never going to cease to exist. It's just safe abortions that are now going to cease to exist. 
Because people will find a way. People are desperate enough to need an abortion that they will find a way. And I don't think there's, you know, any shame in getting an abortion if it's still not legal. Like I you should do what you need to do and that's that. And I think anybody who gets an abortion there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with getting a medical procedure done that's like any other medical procedure out there. There's nothing like different, nothing special about it. You're getting a medical procedure done that is necessary to your health and wellness of you both physically, mentally, and emotionally, and financially. And why are we revoking people's rights to their wellness and to their own bodily autonomy? And I read this quote on Instagram, and I'm just going to read it because I think it's a very good way to sum up this whole conversation. But basically, it said, in a country that offers no universal health care, no no paid family leave, no universal childcare, no free birth control, no mandatory comprehensive sex education nationally, and offers an abysmal system that makes seeking financial assistance and insurance a complete circus. It takes unimaginable levels of audacity for lawmakers who are instrumental in upholding the aforementioned realities to fight for forced pregnancy and birth. And I think that is the best way to sum it up. We're taking all of this away from people with uteruses, we're not setting them up for success to begin with because we don't have comprehensive sexual education across the country. And then we have nothing in place once that child is born and before the child is born, because then you even think after that child is born, the parent is going to most likely need therapy for the trauma that they went through to have to carry this child to term that they didn't want to keep, but there's no universal health care for them to have the best access to resources and they're not getting assistance. They don't have childcare. So they have to rely on somebody else. And if they want to work and it's just, it's so ridiculous. And I don't know. I, I wish there was something I could say to make this whole situation better and to make it okay. And to say like, you know, I think things are going to be fine, but from what it looks like, there are already so many states that are planning on completely outlawing abortion once uh, the Supreme Court decision goes through, and that's absolutely terrifying. Luckily, I live in a state that it doesn't quite look like that's going to happen, but I don't know. I know I'm. there's a heartbeat bill. I think it's up for vote in Ohio right now, and I'm, I'm sure it will pass, and it's absolutely terrifying. Um, I've always thought, you know, I am so pro-choice, always. And I've never really thought about, you know, if I was in a position where I needed to get an abortion, what would I do? And because at the end of the day, like, I've always wanted to be a mom. And being a mother is just, like, something that's so sacred and so important to me. And I've always, like, kind of struggled with the idea of if I found myself in a position where I needed to get an abortion, like, what would I do? And after all of this week, I have realized that, you know, having a child and bringing a child into this world, I would want to do it on my own terms when it's planned, or at least like I am okay with that happening. And I'm in a position where I can take care of it. And I don't want to just bring a child into it for the sake that I got pregnant. 
And I, it's just crazy to think that that option may cease to exist. And I just can't imagine I, what I would do. And I just think back to, um, and trigger warning for this, um, back in January when I got assaulted and luckily it did not go any further and he wasn't able to get my clothing off. But I think, you know, what if it did go further and what if something else happened and what if I, you know, God forbid got pregnant afterwards, what I would have done if, you know, Roe v. Wade was not like did not exist then. And luckily none of that happened and I wasn't forced to make that decision, but it really just put everything into perspective that, you know, (laughs) it's really scary. And there's going to be a lot of things that we as people with uteruses are going to have to figure out and are going to have to work through. And I just hope that our states make the correct decisions and all of this and that the resources are provided to all of us um, for mental and emotional support. But my DMs are always open if you need someone to talk to. I know this is a really scary and a very rough time to go through right now, especially just with the state of the world and with everything going on. This is kind of like the nail in the coffin, I feel like, for me this week. And I think a lot of other people are in the same boat. I just want to say you're not alone. It's very scary. Um, And yeah, I'm always here if anybody needs to talk. But I'm sorry for kind of a, a sad downcast episode, but I just felt like it was really on my heart. I really needed to talk about this. And, you know, it is a very important discussion to have. I also had a situation this week where a condom broke and there was literally nothing like it not to be graphic, but there was nothing in it. There was no way that anything could have happened. You know, it was like in the very beginning, but Still, afterwards, I was a complete and utter mess of panic and anxiety because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if something did happen, which it didn't, but if something did happen, you know, by that point, who knows where the state of abortion is going to be at in the country. And by the time I would realize I need one, like things may move fast. I might not even have the opportunity for that. And luckily, I'm not going to need that. And I am not in a position where... I'm going to need that because of the circumstance I just talked about, but it's really scary. And it's just caused me a lot of panic and anxiety this week. And I, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. And yeah, so I just felt like this was really on my heart to talk about and just kind of get some thoughts out there. And I think it's an important resource for people to go back and listen to if they're also feeling stressed about this. So yeah, I'm again, very sorry for a very downcast episode, but I will be back this Friday with a really great interview with Chloe from Simple and Well. She has an amazing newsletter she sends out every week and it is such a happy and uplifting episode. And I think that's something we all really need to hear right now. So as always, you can find me on Instagram at Citrus Diaries with three S's. You can find the podcast account at Dear Citrus Diaries and you can find the sign up to my newsletter and my little like Dropbox form for all your questions, comments, gifts, gifs, however you say it, all those things. <laughs> you can send that all through the form below and I would love to hear from you. So yeah, I will catch you guys on Friday and I hope you find some solace in this episode and you have a better week than maybe last week was for you. 
So yeah, I will I'll catch you guys on Friday and I love you all. Sending lots of love and positive energy and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.